Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Swiss Ballers Pod. I'm Fabo and as always I'm joined by two absolute ballers, my good friends Dwayne in London and Armin back home in Zurich. How are we doing boys? Doing fine, doing very very good. Weather is good finally so that's a plus. Does tend to give you a lift. How are you Armin? I'm good thanks. Yeah weather gives you a plus always through the day and uh, looking forward to to the final. Yeah, and you're looking you're looking dapper in that Arsenal show, I must say. And as you heard, we have a special episode, a special guest, I should say, in in today's episode. Uh, well, Toto's unavailable. We do wish him luck for his last week in London and his English exam. I am delighted to welcome back Dwayne Demel, our European football expert, our most versatile player and ball knower, and just general great lad. Welcome back, Dwayne. Thank you, Fabi. Thank you for all of that too. Today's episode, yeah, man. Of course, we wouldn't have you if we didn't appreciate you. Today's episode is all about the Champions League final. We'll discuss both teams' seasons, their chances in the final, what makes them strong, where they are vulnerable, and we'll also try and predict the winner. First off, though, you know my little trivia to start the game off. Uh, Armin, name three players to have played for both Inter Milan and Man City. Oh, um. Inter Milan, Man City. Come on. There are three. No, there's more than three. I'm making it easy for you. Oh, shit. Wait, give me some time, please. Can you ask Dwayne the other question? And then I'm, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I was going to ask Dwayne to help you out because I think between the two of you, you can get to five. Okay. Dwayne, let me, help me, please. Is Oh, no, wait. I'm just thinking of it now. Jekyll is one of them. Yeah. Who's sorry? Sorry. Jekyll. Oh, Jekyll, Jekyll yes. Jo- Jovetic. Jovetic. Jovetic well was the other. Yeah. Uh, Fernando. What's his name? Kolarov is a good shout as well. So that's three. Uh, Fernando never played Kolarov, for for Inter Milan. Ah, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, Kolarov, yes. Uh, has Danilo played for Inter or was he just Juve? He was just for for Juve, I think. There is a right back though, a Brazilian right back. Oh, Maicon. Yeah. Uh that was. You've probably forgotten have... what I consider the easiest shout. There's probably people screaming at this now, going at home, going like, <laughs> "How can you forget?" <laughs> I have the feeling someone who plays at Inter now. Uh, Who played for Man City? No, no, I don't think there's anyone from the current squad. Mm. Well, with Jacko, yeah. obviously, but not none, none other than Jacko. It's probably screaming at you, isn't it? Literally, yeah. yeah. Is it, I'm gonna. Should I tell you? Just Go give on, us man. a hint. Italian. Yeah. Italian. Who, uh, how are you blanking it? on oh, this? Oh, Balotelli! Yes, of course. Mario Balotelli. <laughs> there's also... Uh, there's so... Uh, there's basically no players, no Italian players in the Prem. Yeah, that's the so, thing, except for obviously Balotelli. Balotelli, yeah. Um, that's other, poor, that was poor. I'm disappointed with myself. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised. I thought this was going to be like, maybe maybe you could easily get two and then think a bit about the third, but that was that was harder than expected. Um, yeah. Obvious answers oh, it, include include also Patrick Vieira, uh, 
Ah. And then Joao Cancelo, who who was on loan at <clears throat> Milan for Vincent. Ah, I never, know, never knew that. Jovetic, you got. Dzeko, you got. Maicon, you got. Felipe Caicedo played for both as well, um, joining Man City in 2008 and then on loan at Inter in 2022. And perhaps lesser known, David Pizarro, who joined Man City from Italy in 2012, I believe it was. Okay, well, maybe as, as an easier one, um, who's the one coach who's who's managed both Man City and Inter Milan? Mancini. Yes, that was, see that's the uh, that's the speed I was looking for. Uh, yeah. Bonus bonus point for telling me which team he managed first. City. No, actually, he, Inter. he was he was at Inter between it, 2004. Yeah. It's a bit of a trick question, to be fair, because he he managed Inter 2004 to 2008, and then Man City between <laughs> 09 and 13, and then went back to Inter for a couple of seasons between 14 and 16. So. <clears throat> It's a bit of a trick question. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into the show. I think that sets us up nicely for the Champions League predictor. Let's have some some general thoughts on on this game. Then maybe start with with you, Dwayne. What are you expecting from this Champions League final? I mean, City look heavy favourites on paper, but Inter have kind of grinded out results in the Champions League. Did really well to to beat local rivals Milan. Hashi won't like to well won't like us talking about it but they, they've been cruising more or less to what to the final do you, what are you looking ahead to well personally i think that the final is well on paper it's going to be argued as one of the most one-sided finals there will be because of the fact yeah. that steam royal past bayern and past real and it's been like dominating results like they dominated by and they dominated Real so people are thinking on paper it's going to be one of the most one-sided finals ever but if anything the Champions League finals anything but one-sided so Inter have been the the underdog in all of their ties even including Porto and Benfica because I know a lot of people who back Porto and Benfica to knock them out and they've still done it so there's a high chance that Inter could pull it off but on paper it looks like the most one-sided final ever is this something? I mean, a lot of people say they'd rather win the leagues than the Champions League. Is is this a bit of a of a problem? Maybe that the Champions League has Armand that perhaps depending on draw, you'll end up with not the best two teams in the final. Yeah, but that's just the Champions League. I think you know that's just the way it is. If if it's a knockout tournament, some teams are going to have an easier road to the final, and some. Are gonna have a difficult road. That's a bit of a lottery, and in uh, and, and the fact, Champions League is a bit of you need some luck to go to the final and win it. Then, of course, but uh, yeah, I I like the way it is. I, I wouldn't change it because yeah, because then you see some teams like Inter in the final, you know, and that gives maybe teams some hope. Who are maybe not there every year to, you know, look at Inter. We can do it as well. If we have like an easy path, we can do it. No problem. Like like teams like I don't know, maybe Arsenal next year or uh, or teams like AS Roma. You see them going to the final two times now. So it, I think it's great. It 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 gives it gives the smaller teams hope. 
I mean, it's. I think it's a bit of a push to. To. I mean, maybe we're not giving Inter enough credit if we're calling them a, a, a smaller team. I'm sure Inter fans would. would yeah, take, but they're not one offense. of the giants, you know. I know what you mean. They're not. They're not up there at the moment. But is is that perhaps yeah. like the way it's been? It's been going for Inter this this season that because Napoli have done so well in Serie A and and you know in the Champions League we've had kind of Man City taking center stage and I mean they 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 finished third in in the league comfortably qualifying for for um the Champions League again they they won the Coppa d'Italia did they fly under the radar for you Dwayne this season um I think their form after the World Cup definitely flew under the radar because before the World Cup they were a bit wishy-washy picking up points dropping points but after the World Cup they were really really good and they had certain stretches where they were looking like a team that wouldn't concede a goal and especially in the Champions League they haven't conceded a goal in five of their six knockout ties so they have gone under the radar I think people have been downplaying them and they're coming off a good few results so it'll be interesting to see that and it's also interesting, the whole debate about whether they had the easy path. But Napoli, at one point, were considered the favourites to win the Champions League because of the draw. And had they gone through, Napoli lost. So it's not really the easy path. It's more of the bigger team losing before they could meet Inter in the semis. Yeah, and credit to them for, for taking the chance when it came as well. Because, you know, you have you have to always take the chances when, when the stars align as well. And and they definitely did that, especially I thought in the semi-final was a very, very strong performance to be to be uh, AC Milan. Uh, I think people were expecting that to be a closer context, contest, but they, they came out comfortably on top. Despite us now bigging them up a little bit, surely there's only one way this game is going to pan out. I mean, they're not going to start attacking Man City and they're going to try and approach it as in a pragmatic way, like perhaps United did in the in the FA Cup final. Um, and do you see this game kind of being more open or or is it going to be the classic match everyone expects? Yeah, I do like uh, Inter, how they play. I mean, they're 5-3-2 and... They they play this like hybrid pressing, which I kind of like, you know, where they all of a sudden they completely crowd you on the pitch and they they create overloads uh, in the defensive transition. But yeah, I don't really see any way past Man City at the moment. I mean, we're doing a combined eleven with Barcelona, ten uh, eleven, so that shows you how good they are and how dominant they can be and how they can escape the press very easily. When you see John Stones, even like him, he's so smart on the pitch and all the other players are like that as well. I don't really see a way, but I hope for, I hope for maybe like an early set piece for Inter who goes in the back of the net will, will maybe panic them a little bit. But uh, yeah, otherwise, I think it's going to be an easy ride. Interesting, interesting stuff. Let's see. Let's see how attacking Inter um, approach this game because they do obviously have a, a pretty decent attacking uh, options with with yeah. Lukaku firing, uh, especially the second half of the season. Lautaro is kind of an enigma to me. Every time I watch him play, he plays awfully. Um, like the World Cup, mm-hmm. when I watched him, he was he was shocking, missing some easy chances, and to be fair, he got unlucky with a couple of offside goals. But still, and and whenever I watch into this, whenever I've watched into this season, he's just kind of not been around. And then I look at the stats 
at the end of the season and he's he's always got more than 15 goals year in year out he's their captain he's he, you know scored some some very important goals for them as well along the way and Jekko as well so they they're they're strong going forward lots of experience solid defense what makes them so good Dwayne what makes Inter a dangerous team I think what makes them dangerous is the fact that they're held in such little regard by the teams they place because against Benfica, Benfica was this young upstart team that everyone thought youth was going to triumph experience. They were just going to run more than Inter, but Inter just was smarter, more compact. And to me, the key man in this final is Bastoni because Bastoni combining with Di Marco on the left side is a big problem because He's great at finding long balls over the top to Inter on the counter, which will primarily be their route to go. As well as both Bastoni and Di Marco have an amazing cross on them. And that could cause a lot of problems because you don't see a lot of crossing teams in the Premier League anymore. More teams are trying to work their way to goal, whereas Inter are sort of fundamentally sound with two wingbacks who like to cross the ball in. And they've got, they've got a target man up front, so... It'll be interesting. The other team I see like that is Brentford in the Premier League. And funnily enough, City absolutely struggled against Brentford. So it'll be an interesting watch. Yeah. I don't think it's as tight as everyone thinks. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would say that the way interplay is maybe the best way to go about it against City at the moment. So that is maybe a positive. And I... Because they have, they keep it very compact with the five at the back, and they could play the long ball to Lukaku and and Martinez. You know, they it could cause them some problems. So I, I do think it's the setup is good to to maybe achieve something nobody expects them to achieve. Yeah, I mean the other the flip side of that is of course City have a lot of had a lot of height and and power in their team as well. But we get we'll get to that in a in a second. Yeah. Where where do you see Inter's weaknesses? Where where are they vulnerable? Because they are very solid defensively, aren't they, Dwayne? Uh, they're extremely solid. I think what's interesting has been the fact that Tifrai has lost his place to Acerbi. And when Achebe was signed, everyone looked at him as very underwhelming, not an inter-type signing, but he's been rock solid at the back. But where I do see, and this is where the intermediate genius of Pep comes in, is the right-sided centre-back is Damian. And I could see Pep probably asking Haaland to stay a bit more on his left. So is Skriniar injured? He hasn't really played in the Champions League at all. It's been Damian, Achebe and... Bastoni for most of the part, so I don't think that the Ingagi will change that at all. Okay, they've been solid okay. with those three. Okay, okay, yeah. So, so you, do you think they'll they'll try and, and target Damian's lack of height, or, or maybe also inexperience in in that position? He's not been a centre back for for much longer than than this year and parts of last season as well, really. Well. If they were going to use the same strategy they used against United to score in the opening 15 seconds, which is to get Haaland on Lindelof, who is the weakest centre-back that United have at the club, and pin him, and that worked wonders for them. You could see that. But also, I think that the midfield battle could be tricky for Inter. I get the 5-3-2 is good, but City end up playing with four midfielders in sort of a box 
which could put the three inter midfielders in a little bit of a pickle there. I'm a bit more mm. worried about that. That those four will just outnumber them, and the yeah. quality that the four have is just incredible. Yeah, I mean, how how good is Inter's midfield? I mean, they they're perhaps we we've been talking about the attack and the defense now, but but obviously they have. You know, a player like Brozovic, who's who's played in a World Cup final, and and Chanoglu, who's who's been around for for years now, lots of experience in there. Barella, uh, Euros winner. Barella, yeah. Yeah, I I really like their midfield, um, but when I say like, I don't think they're up there with City. If you you know, if you don't get me wrong, I think they're good, but they. Yeah, and especially, I mean, that's just another pet masterclass, you know, especially when Stones steps in midfield and they create the, the one overload, they're just going to knock it past you, you know, they're just going to, they're just going to outplay you and they really have to be very aggressive and maybe, I think Mkhitaryan played well against, uh, against Milan, but it's, it's just a whole different ball game against, City and they really have to be aggressive. They have to win. If there is going to be like second balls, third balls, they have to win them. They have to be aggressive. They have to be there. So yeah, I do rate their midfield. I really like Barella. I I, I love Barella. Uh, not sure about Brozovic. I I to be honest, I don't really watch them too often. But when I watch them in the Champions League, um, yeah. I'm just not sure against that city team. They have to really be at it, concentrated, one hundred, like ninety minutes. And yeah, I do have my doubts about that. You know, it's interesting you say that because I think uh, the defensively, I, I think they're they're going to be fine again. I mean, you know, not fine because no team is ever fine <laughs> against Man City. But I think I'm not. You know, you say they have to win the duels and they'll they'll have to be compact and all, all that. And then and I think that's what they're probably best at, you know, like Barella and and, and Brozovic in particular, they're they're grinders, man. You know, they're both yeah. so strong and they're both so like gritty and hard to get around and 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 they'll make sure that that whoever plays in, in midfield for Man City, I mean, we're expecting obviously the likes of, of Gundogan, Rodri, De Bruyne to be in there. Um They'll give them a Torrey time. I, I think for me, it's it's going forward where I think same as we saw in the FA Cup. You know, United did have spells of possession with with Casemiro, Bruno, and and Eriksen knocking the ball about, but that's where I see the problems for Inter. I don't think Inter will have enough quality necessarily on the ball to really keep the ball in midfield and and create spells of possession for them to relieve the pressure. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? On this, Dwayne? Do do they have enough to? to maybe also go forward and create something? Is there enough going forward in that in that inter-team? Funnily enough, the talk about possession with Inter just goes out of the window because in the six knockout games they've had, they've only had more possession than the opposition once. And the remaining five, they had less possession. And, and I'm talking drastically less. It's not like a 47-53 split. It's like 39 60 41, 59, it's like that. And they do mm. so well with carving chances with what limited possession they have, which ironically is the best way to play against City. Because you're not going to, even even if you've got a prime grade three midfielders, for some reason, Guardiola teams will always have the ball more. You could have the three best midfielders in the world and Guardiola teams will still have the ball more. 
So I don't think Inter should be looking to play with possession. I think it's just about carving whatever chances you can. It's a Mourinho special, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, Dwayne, yeah. Do, who do you think will start? I mean, you have Mkhitaryan, you have Prozovic, you have Barella. Only three can start and Chanalolu as well. So with Brozovic, uh, Barella is a lock. Barella is 100% yeah, lock. He's Barella's the only one lock, of the yeah. three. <clears throat> Brozovic <throat> is one of their key midfielders and he did return for the Coppa Italia. So if that's any measure, then he should be back for the final as well. Mm. And between Mkhitaryan and Chalanoglu, I think they've played better with Chalanoglu because he's more willing to drop deep than Mkhitaryan. Yeah. That might be a sign of Brozovic, Barella and Chalanoglu playing together. Yeah, I I would say with Chanalolu they have maybe a another, and maybe I'm remembering the Bundesliga days, but a set piece specialist. You know, if they get a free yeah. kick, you know he can he can bury it. You know, if one guy can bury it, it's him. So yeah, let's see. They Speaking did score. Of, yeah. They did score off a corner. Yeah, oh. he's he's got that he's got that delivery for sure. Is there? Are there are there we talk about City's squad size and you know they casually brought on Phil Foden when United were forced to bring on Wout Weghorst chasing a winner. The, the, the how do the teams compare in in terms of of depth to the squad? Is there anyone off the bench that you could see sparking something for for Inter? I, mean, I remember you Arman saying before we did the the semi final preview, you were saying none of Inter's players excites me. Is there anyone maybe on the bench that could get you off your seat? Um, who on the bench for Inter? I mean, there's obviously going to one one striker is going to be on the bench, so either Checo or Lukaku is going to be on the bench. So maybe one of them when they come on, but I don't really see any other players to be honest exciting me too much. Dwayne, how's it looking for you on this front? Jekyll well, has started the lion's share of games because Lukaku hasn't been fit for most of the season. So I think Lukaku off the bench, you know, for a 30-minute cameo where your defenders have been controlling possession and then you just got a big, bulky, strong, quick guy to deal with, it's going to be tough. Mm. So I think Lukaku it excites me. But <clears throat> I agree with Armin's point that in comparison to City, there isn't another matchman off the bench where City can bring on no. Alvarez, they can bring on Foden, Alvarez. They've got <clears> options. Whereas we'll be looking to the strength of their squad as opposed to the rest of their depth. Yeah, that's so. So, so in a way, City are kind of into. It almost sounds like if Inter are going to win it, they're going to have to win it in ninety just to avoid. The, the legs tiring and, and City bringing yeah, on no. the cavalry from the bench. All right, boys, thank you very much on your views on Inter Milan. We will take a break at this point, And when we are back, we will talk about Manchester City. I also don't know if you can see, but I, I went with the Inter colours on this one. This is back in the time when United had the golden band <laughs> and Valencia was it on the back. Ten eleven was the ten eleven of eleven twelve. This is the 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 badge says ten eleven champion, so the shirt is from eleven twelve. Yeah. And then I wanted to honor I wanted to honor Ibra, but it serves the double purpose of also being an interplayer, just to like show my allegiances for the for the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, it was, it was brilliant scenes actually seeing seeing Ibra. Um, 
getting his send off by AC Milan last night. It was really, really cool. Yeah. He's one of those, like, you, you, he's very hard to dislike just because he's making I, himself a meme. I don't really like him, to be honest. Because of who he is or because of his footballing skills? No, I, I respect the footballing and I all, also respect, like, his character and he how he conducts himself. I'm fine with that. But I just think he talks a bit too much for me. And he didn't get as much success in his career to talk this big. And it kinda it kinda annoys me, to be honest. It kinda it it irrit he irritates me a bit. If Ronaldo talks like that, I'm fine with it, but you probably, I mean, everybody says, yeah, but he's not taking, he's not, he's not serious, but it, it still, it, it, it did annoy me, to be honest. I mean, he never won a Champions League. How can he say he's like God? Yeah, he won the Europa League, well, though. Yeah, but uh, well, then Ronaldo Nazario also never won a Champions League. But he didn't yeah, but make he didn't, as much meal of it as he didn't as he make as much. Yeah. I just think that Ibra is one of those characters and, you know, football is nothing without characters. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. fun that you have someone who's just willing to be such a shithouse all the time. It's like Balotelli, yeah. but heightened to 100. Yeah, I see that. But it still, it still uh, annoys me. Yeah, but Balotelli, might be getting, Balotelli might be getting relegated to the second Swiss tier this week, <laughs> which, I mean, the scenes of that is... They're in the relegation. They lost the first leg two 0 against the lower league sides. It's it's absolute. It seems they were no away fans though. That was kind of sad. That's it. Yeah, it's going to be a bit sad if if the team come up, but they actually play really good football. Like the offensive team, they attack. Yeah. They attack teams, and it was really entertaining to watch. I must yeah. say, but the scenes if if Balotelli, I mean, he's not going to stay obviously if they go down. But no. scenes that he's he's in a team that that finished bottom of the league in Switzerland. Anyway, we are back. Let's go to where Man City are at, which is almost the very top of the footballing mountain. What is there left to say about this team? I mean, you know, we've discussed Haaland. We've we've talked about De Bruyne. Gundogan is now the ultimate big game player. We've discussed Grealish in the in the Prem tots. We've had massive discussions about Rodri, the back line we've praised. Is there anything, how, I mean, Dwayne, do you have anything to add to, to Man City and how good they are and how good they've been? The only thing I would like to add is how Pep is so comfortable making changes. Because there was a point at the season, I mean, this is going to hurt a bit, but there's a point at the season where Arsenal were just running away with it. And then Pep invents this new system, a 3 2 4 1, and then automatically City just back in. And it's so. It's so relaxing to see a football manager just be so confident in his team that he builds a team for a 4-3-3 and he figures it's not working and he just throws all conventional football out of the window and he says, screw it, let's just get our best players onto a pitch and let them figure out positions. Let's make our centre-back into a centre-midfielder who can play in the box now. And it's just work wonders. I just think Pep's a genius. And I, I don't think any other manager in the world would think to that level that you know let's just screw formations let's just play whatever we want to play it's just genius i think yeah i think yeah. one of the things i'd i'd piggyback on to that is is 
the the recruitment because what what rival fans mainly say a lot about Pep is is that he's got all the resources in the world you know which is true they have unlimited money and even if they commit fraud and and you know do some shady business they still have unlimited funds and can pretty much get whoever they want but that does not correlate with success it enables success but you still have to form a team you still have to get the right targets in you still have to get the right players to build that team and and one of the things that really strikes me is both in deciding who they get in and in deciding who they ship out they've made very very few mistakes I mean Cancelo who was you know in the team of the season last year one of the best players in the league probably talked about as the best fullback in the world and half a year later he's out the team and out the club and if you had told us that a year ago that Cancelo would leave in in winter, people would have not believed you. Or well, that's a mistake. Or what you know, they would have just not thought that was a, a great decision. And now the way that he's almost shipped him out to enable this this three two four one formation because he wouldn't have fit in. He, I don't think there would have been a space for for a player like Cancelo in it. It's it you know together with shipping out someone like Sterling to give more responsibility to the younger Grealish. So many brilliant decisions that were made by by pep and his his you know team of of recruiters that that i'm i think that sometimes gets gets forgotten in the whole oh yeah they've got all the money and and yada yada and they just they very rarely get in a calvin phillips who hasn't really produced what we expect of him is there anything you want to you want to add to that arman yeah just on that i think i think pep has never been not comfortable letting people go. Even like Sinchenko, Cancelo, Gabriel Jesus. If players want to go, he just says, okay, you can leave. Even like Sonny. I mean, Sonny was so good. Man, I love Sonny at Man City. And he was just like, okay, if you want to go, then go. I mean, he doesn't really... And maybe that's also his way of keeping the camp happy. And he's just telling the club maybe, you know, if he wants to go, go. We can we can uh, maybe compensate it within our squad, or maybe we can get someone else in, which with the resources they can always do. So yeah, I, th- I think on that it's been it's been really good with the recruitment and shipping out players. He's been really good. It's very you never see any like scandal around Man City or like big big. Uh, Big off the field stuff, we could which could distract you. So yeah, I mean, Pep is just it's him. I mean, the the genius. He's the genius behind all this, and yeah, he. he it's going to be difficult to see to to see a league coming to our place with him in in this league. I think. Yeah, the only the only. I mean, obviously, when you talk about no off the field drama, I do have to mention Benjamin Mendy here, who's who's. Been out okay, yeah, but that's that's nothing to do with that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. He keeps he keeps it very he keeps a, a very tight ship. He keeps it very quiet yeah. in and around. There's there's very few noises, which I think is always a good a sign of a very of a good manager. I think yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson was always very good at that. You know, Beckham was getting too noisy, off he goes. You yeah. know, whatever whatever like caused distractions and Ronaldo as well. Ronaldo wanted to go you can go, we sell him. And then yeah. two years later, they win the league again. So there, there are always... Except with Roy Keane. I think that was a bit... 
that, but Roy Keane, as soon as it got messy, he he shipped him out. You know, like yeah. mid season. You know, Roy Keane <clears throat> acted out, club captain, most successful captain, and yeah. off he goes. You know, there's so many very yeah. difficult decisions that also fans would not have been happy with. I mean, I'm sure Man City fans weren't happy when they sold Cancelo or when they loaned him out. I should say, but yeah. from what you can hear from his press conference last week, he's he doesn't really want him or expect him back even. Um, so that'll be interesting to follow as well. But yeah, it, it tough decision. Imagine the characters back then, how to manage them all, the, the whole group. Oh <laughs> my god! Wow. Yeah, Pep's I mean, always been great at that, hasn't he? he? Even in his first few seasons at Barca, he got rid of Ronaldinho and Deco, who are like two of the premier stars of our yeah. life, and he just booted them like they were nobody. So he's always been great at that. <laughs> yeah, and, and Ibrahimovic as well. as well. I mean, you know, yeah, Ibra, Eto, Ibrahimovic, yeah. Got rid of all of them and 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 built a side. And I remember at the time people thinking, "Oh, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a dictator. He's a bit of a tyrant. He he has a bad rep with with these great players." But over the years, the success has kind of proved him proved him right all along in, in many ways. And and at the same time, though, you know, he's lost Champions League finals. He never won it with Bayern. Obviously, the league is the league, and and he's he's been brilliant in in wherever he's gone in terms of the league positions. But but the Champions League has kind of eluded him. Do you see kind of Pep tripping over his own feet this time around as well, Dwayne? Well, it's funny you say that because with City in particular, he's always been well, not yeah, a majority of the time he's been knocked out by what you would describe as inferior teams to City. Mm-hmm. where Monaco was one of them, Lyon was one of them. Even last year, let's be honest, none of us thought Real Madrid would win in the Champions League and none of us thought they would beat City. So they were always seen as the they were seen as the top guys and they've lost all three. Even Chelsea in the Champions League. Tottenham, Tottenham, 18-19 as well. Tottenham, exactly. He's always lost to an inferior team, which is very surprising given how great a manager he is. Some, he does overthink, that's for sure. Even the final against Chelsea... We saw yeah. no no Rodri out of after playing Rodri thirty eight games in a season, so it's been a weird one. But I think he's learned from it. I think he's learned now this season to not let anything get in the way, and he's stuck to his guns and he's stuck to Haaland with his ridiculous tally of goals, and he's stuck to his regular back threes. And I think he's learned a lot. I don't think he's tinkered a lot too much this year. So I think <laughs> there's a chance that Pep finally just trust his gut and goes with his strongest team. Yeah, Remember I, when Liverpool right. completely thrashed them at Anfield? <laughs> yeah. I really I really enjoyed that one. That was I that wasn't really That wasn't nice. the Champions League though, was it? That was in the league. No, no, it was in the Champions League. 17-18, the quarterfinal first yeah, leg. They did beat them in the Champions League as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, I rem- I just remember the str- the one nil from I think Oxley Chamberlain and then it just it just uh, that was crazy the one after that. Salah chipped Edison from outside the box, wasn't it? Yeah. No, that was side. that was in the league. That was in the league. That, that was, was in the league. league. Yeah, yeah, that was in the league. That was the four three in the league. But they beat them in the in the Fab. You want to say something about Anfield? That's just it's it's just once Anfield, it's once it? per episode. It's once per episode where where you mentioned your love for Anfield and you discover that you're a closeted Liverpool. Fan. Not love, not love. I, I'm not love, but I respect it. <laughs> Um, no, I mean that you, you'll be unsurprised to hear that I I managed to to banish that from my memory. I don't Man City versus Liverpool games don't usually last very long in in my brain. I tend to to watch them, enjoy <laughs> them, and then 
forget about they them. They are really good games most of the time. You have to yeah. say it. The, 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 we have to talk about it, even though I don't want to. The treble. How you know people have doing have been doing their combined elevens. I always have an issue with it because football will always get better and yeah. faster and stronger, and quality will always improve. So it's a very unfair comparison to make. But in terms of the achievement, how how big is the treble? I mean, people have, you know, over the past years always spoken about, is this the greatest Liverpool team of all time? And everybody's kind of laughed at that because they won one league and one Champions League in like seven seasons with, with Klopp. And, and for me, you need to do it over, you know, you need to create an error, really. And Pep has that now. He has an error of, of five leagues in six seasons of... of the Champions League would be the 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 cherry on top of the cake. How huge would a treble be at this stage, Dwayne? Well, a treble puts him right on top as in the conversation of the greatest English team of all time. It's so incredibly difficult to do a treble. I know Bayern and Barca have done it, and you know they make it look easy sometimes, but. If you go back over the totality of the Champions League, it's just so incredibly difficult to sustain a level of brilliance for 60 games in a year. And that's why only one English team has ever done it. And it's never looked possible. Even last year with Liverpool, you know, there were there's talks about a quadruple, but that's just absurdity to think that a team could who is high pressing that much would last 60 games. So it's so incredibly difficult and if he does, they were so more, close, though Liverpool. They were so close. Oh my god! They Imagine lost, they yeah, won they the, lost quadruple. the finals of both days, which is just yeah. incredibly heartbreaking for any Liverpool fan. But it's just so, it's so rare, especially in English football, because the cup and the Premier League is two of the most difficult things to win. And when you add on to it, the Champions League and the route they've taken, facing Bayern champions of. Germany facing Real Madrid, UCL champions and champions of Spain. It's just, you know, it's a tough route to take. So if they do it, they are right up there. And in my opinion, as a United fan, they could be considered the greatest English team of all time if they do the treble. It's just one game that determines the outcome. What about the Invincibles though? No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> you did well there. Good, good timing on that. Where, where could they lose this game, Arman? Where? I mean, we 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 discussed City's weaknesses over the course of the last year, and and I think the the opening goal after 15 seconds against United, yeah. it was long ball football. I mean, that's sometimes that's what I see Ferg do for for us sometimes when he doesn't know where to play the ball. Yeah. He just lumps it ahead and hopes Gus will get a knock on. Of course, you can. There's a there's great success in that way of playing sometimes. No, what I would say, you just know the pressure is going to be immense. And you saw it against Chelsea in the final. You saw it even, I think, against United in the final. They weren't really as good. And that's just because maybe of Wembley, because of the pressure. So you just, it's difficult to call how they're going to play. But. If they are like one nil down of a set piece or something like that, you just don't know how they're going to react because you you say, yeah, they have experience, they have the 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 class, they have the the 
how do you say it, uh, composure. But it's it's Champions League final now, you know, and none of these players have either won it or been there. So you you can't just say yeah they're gonna they're gonna win three one. It's not gonna be that easy, and I don't really expect them to be firing on all cylinders. I just think they will get the job done, but not looking like Real Madrid in the in the second leg. You know, I, I don't think it's gonna be that sort of performance, and it's not you you don't play at home as well. So I, I don't think I don't think it will maybe be. As easy as people think, but I do think they will get over the line. Wayne, I know you've done research on this. Tell me where you found a City weakness. <laughs> well, City have conceded 33 goals in the Premier League this season, which is phenomenal. It's a defensive record to be hailed. But out of that, 21%, which is seven, have been from set pieces. And as we mentioned in the inter little discussion we had, if Chalinoglu could get one perfect set piece or DiMarco or Bastoni yeah. could get one perfect cross, that is a city weakness. Open play, they've considered 19 goals, but then you play much more from open play than set pieces. And set pieces are something that Inter could work on. And with their height as well, it looks like it could be the one weakness for City. Yeah. They, they have to play the game, not the occasion. I think that's really Definitely. for 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 City. Just play the way you always play, and then things will be fine. But the occasion is going to be massive, and you can cannot just that delete that out of your brain. All right, boys, let's let's predict this. Dwayne, do you want to start us off? Who's winning it, and and how? Okay, so I'm gonna say my. I'm gonna give it both ways here. Firstly, I think City win if they score. You can't the first have it goal. both ways. <laughs> but I'll I'll give you I'll give you my answer. Okay. But okay, okay. I'll give you a reasoning. So I okay. think City win if they go one 0 up because they have not conceded two goals in a match since January, which is phenomenal. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, yeah. what a stat that is. Jeez. And secondly, are the both of you all superstitious people in nature? Yeah, I'm I'm a bit I have my moments for sure, yeah. Yeah, well, in football. Here's a in life, though. fun little superstition. So, for the past 10 years, since 2013, there's always been a Croatian in a Champions League winning side. And there's only one Croatian in this cha- in this year's encounter. And he happens to play for Inter. <laughs> Clutching at absolute straws. I'm not going to mention here at this point that City did sign Kovacic last week. Um, it's just such an upside Maybe that's why they're so desperate to have Kovacic. Probably, yeah, to, to just bolster the, the, the superstitious side yeah. of them. I'm sure when the City players walk into the, the, to the gate and think, where is our creation? We need the creation. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if it happens for like one or two years, I can put it down to coincidence. But for 10 years straight, I just think there's something there with the creations. There is for sure. There is for sure. Brozovic is going to score the winner and everything is going to be crazy. <laughs> what's, what's the other... The, the, isn't there a World Cup stat like that as well? That like since mm-hmm. for the last like seven or eight World Cups, there's always been one player from Inter and one from Bayern in the World Bayern, Cup? Bayern, yeah. There's always been a Bayern or an Inter player, yeah. Oh really? Or I think one of each. Isn't it one of each? I think it's something. It's one of something each. I think it's just one of each. Yeah, they've always in the World Cup. Each, yeah. In the World Cup winners. No, in the squads of the teams who played a World Cup final. Oh okay. Yeah. okay. 
one one day we'll do a quiz and we have to like name them all. <laughs> Armin, but so, but, so yeah, give my finish finish off your prediction, Dwayne. Yeah, finish off your prediction. Ah, uh, this is gonna hurt. This hurts. See, I was thinking of wearing my United shirt, but I didn't want to get battered. But I, uh, uh, I've got to go with City. I just think after failing so many times, sometimes you just have to lose the final to win the next one. So. I, I think I've just got to go City. I think in one game, if you're asking them to just call up a one game, I have to go City. Armin, give me yeah. some hope. Yeah, I would love to, but I can't. Um, I think it's probably going to be 2-0 City. I think they will probably... It will be 0-0 for a while, I think. And then City will get that one goal. They will... At some point, they will break the narrow compact line with their genius or the Bruyne long shot or uh, I don't know something like that they they just will force force them to a mistake and then they're going to be one and they will keep possession after that and it's probably going to be second and maybe third I'm going to say 2-0 yeah I don't really see Inter scoring to be honest I, I just don't see it I'm sorry, well, Fab. No, it's, I, mean, I, I do. I, I'm as big as Inter fan as you on Saturday, I swear. I think we're all going to be. Um, yeah. I listen. I don't. I. I mean, I can't disagree with with the both of you. Of course, I. I don't think City have been as good. But the Croatian, you never know. <laughs> Croatian, yeah. The Croatians on Inter. <laughs> oh dear. I don't actually think City have been as good since they won the Prem. Since that's yeah. been over the line, I don't. I think they've yeah. dropped their level a little bit. Um, I I thought we were going to get slaughtered in the FA Cup final, but United, I thought, did within their own possibilities. I thought they did really well, um, which has kind of given me a bit of hope. I don't think it will be as clear, or I I think I think it will play on their well, minds that that you know the treble, the pressure, everything you you guys mentioned. It does feel. Like his city's year, though, somehow I can't quite. Wasn't it? Wasn't it, Sir Alex, that said that a sign of a great team is to win when playing bad? Yeah, and yeah. So apart city from the are currently the, yeah, city yeah. are currently embodying that for sure. Was it maybe a mistake to rotate that much? Because this is interesting now because their, you've been advertising rotation all season, Armin, and now you're saying it's a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just uh giving you a question. Uh maybe if they would just keep their lineup and maybe maybe Morris for Silva, just some small adjustments, but I think they lost their rhythm a bit yesterday. And I don't know. I mean, I mean yesterday was Saturday the final. So on Saturday so I was thinking this as well. Maybe, yeah. the, maybe there's an they, element of that. Yeah. Let's see. But it's also like it's, it's it can be many factors. You know, they've played sixty odd games. They've a long season. The the pressure is on. Like, there's there's many factors to why mm. this drop off could have could have happened. And they're still winning yeah. when it counts. So you can't yeah, really you can't really fault that. Why are okay. Inter in the final, man? It's really annoying me. I would love to have like I don't know Bayern Munich or. I'd feel more confident. I'd feel more confident if Inter had Mourinho on the sidelines. I think he could. Yeah. Your masterclass would, would would help out this on this occasion. Also, um, 
at this point, just a random mention, but Tammy Abraham did his ACL. I feel you, brother. We're going to be back at around the same time and um, all the best to him. Okay, well, boys. Inzaghi you can do, you can do, you can do rehab, rehab together. Bust. I was thinking this, actually. I was, it, it was, it was, I mean, I was devastated for him, of course. And then I was like, do you know what? We can, I can, I'm going to see if I can get back before Tammy Abraham can get back. That'd be <laughs> nice. Yeah. Tough times ahead. I don't think you have, that, I don't think you have Mourinho... the, the same facilities, though, as him. Probably not quite, and not the same doctors <laughs> as him. Either. Yeah, yeah. Maybe ask him. Give him a DM. Yeah, but I've got the better manager to get back to. I mean, you know, Alex Robinson, Mourinho. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's 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 close. It's a close it's one. Close there. It's okay, boys. Close. Let's leave it there. We've been chatting for this final for a while now, and uh, let's cut off. I'll cut you off at this point. We will be back very soon Dwayne I think you'll also be back very soon thank you very much for hopping on in uh, in lieu of of Toto I'm um, and a big thank you to you as well as always let's just all really hope hard for an inter victory and otherwise yeah. we'll we'll bow to greatness and and admit that Man City are just they're brilliant yeah ciao for now best way to phrase it bye bye